Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, and here we are with the most nearly rush hour. What a weekend we have had, and it uh, is just such a miserable way to start the week with mass shootings around the country, multiple shootings in New York over the weekend and in other American cities. I read one story that that uh, talked about the number of mass shootings in the country since the year began, and I think it was close to 200. What is also distressing is the way that this shooting is being used for people to politically attempt to destroy human beings. And what I'm talking about is the statements that have been made from people like Liz Cheney, disgraceful, disgraceful statement from Liz Cheney, from well-known liberals, some of them pretending to be Republicans, like this this hateful Anna Navarro person on The View, Eugene Robinson, this other CNN person, C.S.E. Cup, S.E., I tries. I don't know. S.E. Cup. I guess that's an attempt to make her sound important. S.E. And the blame, of course, they are going after two people in particular. One is New York Representative Stefanik. She has been the target of some of this, but the most visible target in the liberals' line of fire once again is Tucker Carlson. And what these people are complaining about is what they call white replacement theory. I heard one person say that white replacement theory, and this must be this Navarro person, is um, has been on used on Tucker Carlson X number of times, 400 times since, blah, 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 blah. And so let's talk about that for a moment. But first, let us hear from... Miss Navarro, I believe this is cut too. Let's hear what she had to say about this horrible shooting that left so many dead in Buffalo, New York. Before we hear that, this is a every story like this is is has an impact. I grew up. I I was born in Buffalo, New York. Of course, my parents moved to New York City when I was one, so I don't remember the first year of my life in Buffalo, New York, but I spent lots of time in Buffalo, New York. My, the way it worked, I had relatives on both sides in Buffalo. My mom was from Alabama, but my mom's aunt lived in Buffalo, New York, my aunt Easter. Now, my aunt Easter, who was my great aunt, lived next door to my grandmother and my granddad. In fact, my mother met my father when she was visiting her aunt. 
And that's how, I, when I was a little kid, I didn't understand it all. I just knew I had my, my auntie over here, my great aunt, and my, and my grandmother and my granddad lived in the house next door. And I had a whole bunch of cousins and first cousins and big family in Buffalo, New York. And then I had other relatives that were on my mom's side in Buffalo, New York, too, that had settled in. One of those lived on a street called Laurel Street. I looked on the map after I saw the shooting because I have been at a top store. I've been at a store. I've been in top stores many times. They mentioned Jefferson Avenue. I walked down Jefferson Avenue with my cousins. In fact, that was one of the highlights was hanging out with my cousin Chucky e. T, who knew everybody in Buffalo. He was just one of these. He's, he's my beloved cousin. And so he would walk us all when we come up. We, we weren't rich. We didn't have all these things that. You know, we, cars at an early age, we walked. And so we'd walk from from Watson Street in Buffalo, go to Jefferson Avenue, and it seemed like to me we would just be walking Jefferson Avenue for ages. It was just such a long, long walk past Buffalo Memorial Stadium where the Buffalo Bills used to play. And then finally we get to Cold Springs, Cold Springs, Buffalo. It was a suburb of Buffalo, and so we'd walk there and go to Laurel Street to visit my aunt. My my aunt on my mother's side. And another one. And I looked at the map today, and the top store that this horrible event happened in is three blocks away from where I used to go. It is. I have been in top stores. I can't say with 100% certainty that I have been in this particular top store, but I believe I have. I've been to more than one. And if this store has been there over 20 years, I'm sure I've been in that store. And I know that some members of my family must know some of the people that were killed in Buffalo. I haven't talked to them yet, but just the nature of things. And and this was in the center of, quote, unquote, a black neighborhood. Yes, it was. It was. So when, 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 when I hear people... Just trying to blame all of this on people like Tucker and and Elise Stefanik and others. I don't know. It makes my blood boil in a way. In a way, I guess we should expect it. This is what the left does. But let's listen to Anna Navarro. Let's hear what she had to say. Cut two. Go ahead. Listen, I, you know, I, I think it's time to name names and point fingers. Yes, yeah. Tucker Carlson mentioned the Great Replacement Theory yeah. or some version of that mm-hmm. more than 400 times yeah. on his show yeah. since 2016, according to the New York Times. Elise Stefanik bought ads in, on Facebook. And it's not just them. It's other hosts of Fox News. Mm-hmm. It's other Republican leaders. And they yeah. need to be called out. And listen, if you are an advertiser advertising on that station, you are part of the problem. If you sit on the board and are trying to be a civilized person, Paul Ryan, my friend, I'm talking to you, you are part of the problem. If you're a Republican donor tweeting about how bad you feel about this, but you're donating to people like Elise Stefanik, you are part of the problem. If you are a staffer working for them, you are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. I'll tell you what great replacement theory should be. We should replace all these people peddling hate and making financial and political gains from spreading racism, we should replace them with people who hold up American values. Right. But last, thing, last thing I want to say is I want to read the tweet that Liz Cheney wrote today. 
because I echo this and every Republican with a conscience should be saying the same. The House GOP leadership has enabled white nationalism, white supremacy, and anti-Semitism. History has taught us that what begins with words ends in far worse. The GOP leaders must renounce and reject these views and those who hold them. Kevin McCarthy, I'm waiting for you. Yeah. All right, you know who I think should be replaced is this hateful rhetoric that Anna Navarro has been spewing over the nation's airwaves for years. She was a rabid anti-Trumper and could never stop spreading her malicious hate toward President Trump. And now it's extended. She talks about Tucker Carlson. She says she talked about the white replacement theory. Well, guess what? Who's been talking about the so-called white replacement theory? The Democrat Party has been for years saying that minorities are going to are going to, and you can look in every single newspaper in this country of value that has talked about the demography of the United States. And you can look inside all of those newspapers and see one thing. They have all been for over a decade predicting that the white folks in America will become a minority. Some say by this date, some say by this date. This has all been part of the normal political discourse. Demographers look at the trends and they say, okay, this is what's going to happen. There is nothing inherently wrong about saying this is a trend. There is nothing racist about saying what Democrats have been telling us and their demographers for years. They call it the browning of America. That's what they've been calling it. And so now all of a sudden, Tucker Carlson is supposed to be evil incarnate because he talks about what your demographers have been talking about for decades? Never once have any of these people cited any specific thing, not one thing, not one thing that Carlton, that, that, that Tucker Carlson or Elise Stefanik have said that is racist. Not one thing. What they do is use their platforms to smear people that they view as their political enemies. And if you want to talk about bigotry and hatred, using an incident like this where people lost their lives to spread this kind of vicious, malicious, hateful rhetoric is an example of what is exactly the problem in America. We can't have a normal political discourse without these people on the left trying to conflate it with racism, trying to paint a broad brush about American white people. I'm not denying that there are racists out here. They're racist in every single strata of every single color line possible in the world. You show me some brown people, I'll show you some racists among them, given enough time. You show me some white people, I'll show you some racists among them, given enough time. Racism is a disease of the ill-informed and the ignorant. And it doesn't know political parties. It doesn't know gender boundaries. It doesn't know color boundaries. It is a disease of the ignorant. And these hateful people on ABC should be ashamed of themselves for letting this rhetoric fly out of that network. You talk about some sponsors that should object to it. How do you people justify spending your money on The View? Every day, it's some new kind of hatred spewing out of that, that, that sewer. 
We have, when we get back, we're going to move to another area, and that is about this baby food crisis, but we are coming back to this. 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us if you want to be part of the program today. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. When we get back, we're going to delve into this baby food crisis because last week, as I mentioned to you, we had asked Representative, the, the, the Congresswoman from Florida, Kat Kamek, who broke this story, we had asked her if she would join us, and she's joining us today. And we're going to talk about this because the the Democrats like Pete Buttigieg are out there telling more falsehoods about this crisis. And over the weekend we heard how evil Republicans are because they dare to question why American citizens do not have baby formula for their children, but why illegal immigrants in, in shelters here are stocked up to the brim. And we will talk with Kat Kamek when we get back. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. This is Bo Snurdy's Rush Hour. We've got a lot, today, a lot to do today, folks. Join us. Stay with us. More coming right after this. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdy. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdy. Rush. WABC Talk Radio. Talk Radio 77 in New York City. We are joined now by Representative Kat Kamek. She's Republican in Florida. Welcome, Congresswoman. How are you this afternoon? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am distressed. I'm distressed by these shootings that have taken place in the country. I'm distressed by this baby formula crisis. And you um, did something and, and I'm so happy that you did it. You brought to light something that American citizens, a lot of them, were distressed over. Correct me if I'm if if, if any of this this is wrong. From my understanding, from from what I read, a border patrol agent or agent with border patrol sent you a picture of stocked shelves in some of the facilities where we house illegal immigrants. He was, as I read, a grandfather, and he questioned why his 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 children could not find baby formula for their child on the shelves in America, but yet in these facilities they were stocked to the brim. And you Correct. put, you had pictures, and you showed the American people pictures of what these stock shelves looked like. Correct? That's correct. All hell broke loose. All hell broke (laughs) loose. Okay, so what we've heard after that is anyone that questions how this can happen is morally evil. How dare we suggest that illegal immigrants should go without something when just because American people are going without something. And then we also had reports that this didn't happen. This was all a bunch of lies. Can you tell us what happened? So just as you said, last week I received uh, the text messages with the photos from Border Patrol. And uh, it wasn't just one Border Patrol agent, but I had text messages from a few. And I communicate with them regularly as a member of the Homeland Security Committee. I'm in regular contact. And uh, when I posted these photos, 
like you said, all hell breaks loose. The White House, CNN, every liberal outlet you can think of, Washington Post gives me four Pinocchios. Oh, this is a lie. Republicans are insinuating that we want babies at the border to starve. There's no formula shortage. They said all these crazy things. But the fact remains that, yes, because I went over the weekend to prove a point, hopped on a plane on Saturday, uh, was in the processing facility in McAllen, Texas on Sunday morning, touring those very same supply stores that are attached to the processing facility, as well as had them take me to the warehouses that are off-site. And I say warehouses, plural, because there's more than one. And these warehouses are stocked to the brim with not just formula, but diapers and wipes and clothing for infants, toddlers, young adults, men, women. One warehouse had just pallets of flip-flops. I mean, everything and anything you could ever want was in these warehouses. And it's food, it's formula, it's, it's all of it. And as I'm talking to the Border Patrol agents, they were, they were not hiding anything, but they were being very direct and clear. Yes, we have been stockpiling these items. And we have been stockpiling them in advance of Title 42 going away. It's been the directive from Washington, D.C. and Homeland Security Headquarters. Yes, there is much, much more in route. There have orders already been placed. And if you drive miles down the road to the local Target, as I did on, on Saturday night, there is three cans of Infamil and 17 bottles of Similac. The rest of the shelves are empty. So talking to Border Patrol agents, they say it's very frustrating. This entire thing has been incredibly frustrating. We've never seen it this bad. But as a father, as a mother, I'm stocking this formula for these kids. They're in our custody. We'll take care of them, of course. But I can't even get formula for my own kids down the road. That's not right. That is not right. And the other thing is that we know that this is a the, the crisis is of Biden's doing his own FDA shutdown, the largest manufacturer of baby formula in the country without a plan to backfill the 43 percent they make up of the market share. That is irresponsible and it needs to be rectified immediately. They own the baby formula crisis in more ways than one. Now, let me just address something that you said, and let's tie this loop together. Title 42, and we have been talking about that on this program for months. Title 42, the Biden administration has been openly pondering, not doing it. Every day you can see, if you look on social media, people are snapping pictures of the surge of immigrants that are already coming through our open borders. What is expected if Title 42 is allowed to fold? This is the Trump-era policy to keep people in place in Mexico because of COVID restrictions if this is not in place. What is estimated to happen this year is that we will have more illegal immigrants penetrating our borders than at any other time in American history. There are some estimates that say in one year alone we could be looking at 6,400,000 illegal immigrants crossing the border, and the surges are already taking place. They are coming in from Nicaragua. There is a program that Cuba has installed 
with Nicaragua to fly people undesirables from Cuba over into Nicaragua. From Nicaragua, they make their way through Mexico to the United States. There is a large influx from Venezuela, as well as influxes from as far away as African nations, because they are all aware of the policy, and they see this as a chance to finally get into America. So the Biden administration knows this, and as you said, they are preparing for a massive surge. This all fits into place, does it not? A hundred percent. I mean, when you're looking at policy that is going to, uh, and their estimates are, have 18,000 a day, 18,000 illegals a day at our border, and keep in mind we lose operational control at 3,000 a day, so we will be completely overrun. They've already lowered the standards for processing into our country. They, I, I stood there just over the weekend on Sunday in the processing facility and watched as agents were putting these ankle monitors onto people. And I said, you know, okay, so they're getting this ankle monitor. How long are you going to be able to track? And they said, average, 30 minutes. They said, we find most of them cut off right outside the bus stop. Keep in mind that that bus stop airplane that they're getting on is paid for by we, the taxpayers. And so... When you have a facility like Donna that's cost, costing $20 million just to operate, not pay for the salaries of Border Patrol, but just for supplies and to operate $20 million a month. And this year alone, we've seen 71 different nationalities just this year. Over 151 different nationalities came across our border last year. Tell me that this doesn't add up to a, a bigger issue that the Biden administration is pushing, which is the agenda of dependency and control. They want people dependent on big government programs so that they, the Democrats, the liberals, can maintain control. That's all this was ever about. And they recognize that they are losing Hispanics. They're losing the black community. They're losing middle class America because they have become the party of the political elites, the limousine liberals, the Wall Street folks. They are so out of touch. And so this to them, they think, is vote. I believe that this is a plan because when you look at HR, HR 1 with HR 4, the two initiatives that they had to beef up voting, so-called voting rights, which in reality was more of a federalization of our voting system, they included in the language that you didn't have to be a U.S. citizen to vote. So if you're bringing in 1.7 million people and they're looking at potentially 2.8 million by the time midterms roll around, let me tell you, that makes a difference. I mean, elections have been decided by far less. Look no further than in Iowa, Marionette Miller-Meeks, her race was decided by six votes. Claudia Tenney in New York, uh, I think it was 28 votes. Um, our own Ron DeSantis, I think it was 6,000 votes was the, the, the gap between he and, and the Democrat. This is yep. going to have profound repercussions if we don't get our, our heads wrapped around this. And the fact that you have 32 Democrats in the House and 11 uh, Democrat senators and uh, senators saying to Biden that, no, Title 42 has to stay. This is the last thing that we have in place. And they're still forging ahead tells you that this has never been about doing the right thing. It's never been about protecting Americans. It is about the political agenda that the Biden administration is trying to push. That's all it is at the end of the day. And we see right through it.
Representative Kamek, you have done an amazing job informing the American people as to what is going on with this baby food crisis. This all belongs on the Biden administration's head, and they need to come clean and deliver answers to the American people. You have proven that you were truthful with the information that you have given the American people as to what's happening with the the facilities for illegal immigration and the stockpiling of baby formula while it is not on the shelves of American stores. And now you have just tied all of this in to the bigger picture, which concerns the national security threat that we are facing from open borders. Thank you so much. We'd like to have you back when we have more time. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you for covering it. Thank you so much. That is Representative Kat Kamek from Florida. And ladies and gentlemen, this is important stuff. And what she just said, now juxtapose that with what you're hearing about from these, these, these attacks that are coming to Tucker Carlson for talking about the replacement, the so-called replacement. This is what Democrats have been doing for well over a decade. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerly, we're going to be back with you. We're going to talk more about what's going on in immigration. We're going to talk more about these shootings. Don't go away. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. We are in the aftermath week this weekend. Just a horrible weekend. Mass shootings. Not just in Buffalo, but in California. Here to explain the California mass shooting, WABC News, Jacqueline Carl. Jacqueline, what happened in California? All right, so we just got an update on this not too long ago. Authorities say a gunman in a deadly attack at a California church was a Chinese immigrant who was motivated by hate for Taiwanese people. The shooting was at the Geneva Presbyterian Church in Laguna Woods. Officials in California spoke today about what led the shooter to open fire, killing John Cheng and wounding five others. Police say Cheng heroically tackled the gunman and worshippers tied his legs with an electrical cord until cops got there. The Orange County Sheriff's Department tweeted 68-year-old David Chu of Las Vegas has been booked on one count of murder and five counts of attempted murder. Another hate crime. Another hate crime. Uh, This weekend, over the weekend, and I don't have the specifics in front of me. Maybe we'll cover it tomorrow because I want to get back to this Buffalo shooting. New York City also had another horrible weekend in terms of shootings. There were multiple shootings in our own area. And if you look around the country, again, in cities all across the country, more shootings over the weekend. This was a violent, violent weekend. But what took place in Buffalo is something that, of course, grabbed the nation's attention 
the shooter in that case, the shooter, wrote had some writing on his rifle, a Jacqueline, and yeah. he referred to those people that had been murdered in the Waukesha parade earlier this year. And by the way, that wasn't covered. That was the Christmas massacre, as it's being called. And that that was in and out of the news within a week, strangely enough. And many people wonder if it had such a short shelf life because, in that case, the murderer was a black guy, and he ran over all these people, and it was another hate-motivated crime. But that one didn't stick around in the national news media as and did not have anywhere near the coverage of, as this Buffalo shooting did. And Joe Biden did not go there, although he is. And I think six people were killed there and dozens more injured as opposed to what has taken place in Buffalo. Can you tell us any more about Buffalo than we haven't already known? No, this is this is the latest that he that they didn't know what motivated him. And apparently they're saying it was uh, hate for Taiwanese people. And okay, they, yeah, yeah, that's California. Oh, oh now, you want in Buffalo. Buffalo? In the Buffalo situation, what I'm understanding is that this person had been planning this for a long time. Well, yeah, they said that last year, last year at his high school, he was a high school senior at the time, I believe. He had they were concerned about him because he had expressed uh, that he was going to shoot up the school, something like that, and so they brought him in and they had they held him for a day or so uh, in a hospital, and then that was it. It was never discussed again. And then he was seen Friday by witnesses casing the place. And the latest on this, too, is that he was the police commissioner, Joseph Grimalia, spoke to CNN this morning, revealing that the gunman talked about shooting up another store had he escaped. Like this was like a planned rampage, like he didn't plan on stopping with this store with tops in Buffalo. Yeah. Jacqueline Carl, thank you so much. We're going to continue to follow the story all week. Any new information, please let us know, Jacqueline. We appreciate I will. you. I appreciate you. W- Thank you. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on both Snurley's Rush Hour. We are going to take your calls, but I want to go back really quickly to some of the stuff that we got out of CNN's S.E. Cup. I guess using her initials, the S.E. is supposed to make her sound important or something. S.E. Cup. Says the toxic garbage being pushed by MAGA. That's all of the people that supported Donald Trump. These are legitimate voters, of course. These are people who care about their country. Good people in America. But she says, this S.E. Cup says the topic, the toxic garbage being pushed by MAGA, Q, Fox, and even many GOP members of Congress has requences. But these are the same people who will insist right-wing extremism isn't a threat to our national security. It isn't even real, they say. It was very real in Buffalo today. Now, the motivations of this evil human being or mentally ill human being, there were any number of stories that talked about it. You just heard Jacqueline and Carl mention that this person had some mental issues. Once again, what we're seeing is the left taking someone that has committed a horribly evil crime and trying to 
indict Fox News, indict Tucker Carlson, indict anyone else that they say is responsible for it. What they're using as a vehicle, once again, they're calling the white replacement theory. And that is this, that the Democratic Party wants to take advantage of America's changing demography so that that we'll see that whites are no longer the majority population in the country. This is not something that belongs to Republicans, folks. The Democrats have been telling us this for years. I challenge any of you to go back through and just Google the words, the browning of America, because that's what they've been calling it. The brown replacement theory, I guess, is what they've been touting, that America is becoming a nation that will have more minority populations in coming decades than the white population. And they've been clapping their hands and looking forward to it. And so if Tucker Carlson happens to talk about their theory, now they brand him a racist. This this pathetic S.E. Cup, who has never really, I mean, I remember she went after Rush for something, and I don't even remember what it was. And he didn't even bother trying to respond because it was just such a dim-witted attack that it's just like, oh, forget it. Why, why bother responding to it? There are a lot of these media personalities out here who want to make a name for themselves. They're on a low-rated station. No one watches them. They'll say anything to try to get noticed. Notice me. Notice me. And this hateful Anna Navarro. All you've got to do is go back and listen to her rhetoric for the past five years as Donald Trump is concerned, and you'll see where she drops in at. I tell you, these people are just disgraceful. Disgraceful. Let's start with the telephones. Peter, New Jersey, thank you for waiting. How are you this afternoon, Peter? Hey, Bose, how you doing? <clears throat> Good. Say, uh, as soon as your show started, you were dropping those bombs. I per- personally appreciate that. But the door is open for Joe Biden to unite, come Buffalo, and he's going to divide. He should call it on both sides, and he's not going to do that. And it's a shame. It really is. And your last guess that you had with the the formula on the border, holy smokes, I'm just blown away today by your show. Thank you. This is real, and we've been talking about all of these things, and they're all tied together. This invasion of the United States, and that's what it is. And again, we are talking about folks, and we have been talking about this with Todd Benzman, who is an amazing reporter who has been at the border, who months ago warned us of what is now taking place. These open borders, and you look at the stockpiling of baby formula and everything else there, while we have the supply problem here, this is all, all of it. 100% of what is happening in America today with regard to these shortages, the crisis, the open borders, the high energy prices, the high inflation, all of this lay on Joe Biden and the Democrats' doorstep. Now, I am not going to lay these hateful shootings on them. I am going to lay these hateful shootings on these twisted, evil, Satan-inspired individuals who are committing these crimes whether they're committing them when they're not in their sane mind, whether they're insane, I don't know. But these people are evil, and they are run by a hatred and twisted by an evil that I can only say I will not ever understand. 
And I'm not going to try to lay the blame for these evil acts on some political party. Evil is to blame for evil. Let us go to Christine in Middletown, Connecticut. Welcome, Christine. We have about a minute. What's on your mind this afternoon? I went to college in the Buffalo area, so prayers to the victims and their families. Um, All this bad blood will never stop until we all realize we have a few things in common with each other, which is that we all have things that wear on us daily. We all want more green currency on our wallets, and we all bleed red. The, The sooner we could all realize that and help each other out, the better off our country will be. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate you so much, Christine. Let's head to a break. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Sternley. This is Bo Sternley's Rush Hour. We are coming back. More of you call. We've got a lot more news to get through today, too. So keep it right here. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. Don't dare go away. Coming right back. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. The shooter here, this teenage high school student shooter, also confessed. I mean, he's been, and, and they have, here it is from the Daily Caller today. Shooter declared love for Rachel Maddow. He declared uh, love for Rachel Maddow's show. He wrote letters to the editor. And in this show was the same kind of hatred toward the Republican Party that you hear from people like Anna Navarro and like this S.E. Cup person. And from Eugene Robinson from the Amazon Prime Washington Post. If you go back and read his columns over the years, you'll see a bitter, bitter man infested with his own bigotry toward conservatives. One of my favorite TV shows the shooter wrote, The Rachel Maddow Show on MSNBC, James Hodginson began in one of the letters. On a recent show, she stated that 17 very very rich men are supplying the Republican Party with more than 60% of their campaign contributions. What if the shooter has ever heard of George Soros? These men are trying to buy our country. You know they expect something for all this money. Wonder if he's ever heard of George Soros. That's something is that Mitt Romney and a Republican Congress won't raise their taxes. This is typical Democrat Party rhetoric. That's what this is. This is Democrat Party talking points and rhetoric. He went on to say, and get this from the shooter. He, he quoted another letter writer, this shooter in Buffalo, and this is what he said. Letter writer Roddy Riggs reminds me of Rush Limbaugh and of Bill O'Reilly, but I'm sure he doesn't bring in the millions of dollars those two do. They speak their lies and hatred and misdirection to anyone who will listen, he says. Now, this guy is a rabid Democrat. He's not some kind of white supremacist inspired by Republicans. He hates Republicans like Miss Navarro does, like Eugene Robinson does, like Anna Navarro does, like Joy Behar does, like Joy Reid does, like Don Lemon does, like all these people on PMSNBC do, including Joe Scarborough. This is whose camp he's in. This is the same kind of thinking 
they bring to the table every single day. And yet they want to push this on at least Stefanik. They want to blame Tucker Carlson for this. The reason they want to blame Tucker Carlson is because Tucker Carlson right now is the most effective media personality in the United States. And it's no more complex than that. Tucker is well-researched. I don't agree with everything Tucker says. I don't agree with anything everybody anybody says. But Tucker comes to his show prepared. He lays out logical arguments. He gets deep into the details. He supports his facts with more facts. And that's why these people on the left hate Tucker Carlson. And Tucker Carlson also doesn't let them get away with their racial games that they have been playing on America for the past few decades. He calls them out. And so what does Tucker Carlson get? He gets their hate. That's what he gets. And they're after Elise Stefanik because Elise Stefanik is also extremely effective. Elise Stefanik has raised more money for Republicans than people dream of. She's also recruited candidates that have done very well. Elise Stefanik is a leader, and she's an effective leader. And that's why they're trying to take Elise Stefanik down. CNN's Abby Phillip blames Tucker Carlson, Fox News, for Buffalo. You know why? Abby Phillips wouldn't be known if she didn't have this little job at this little station, CNN, that can't even open up a streaming service. She's working in what is becoming the toilet of the broadcast world, and she's another one raising her hands. Look at me. Look at me. I'm going to try to punch up to Tucker. I'm going to hope that I can get my name in the paper next to Tucker's so somebody can notice me. Fox News. Abby Taylor wishes she could work at a place like Fox News and make that kind of money, but she's not that good a journalist, and that's why she's stuck over at CNN wrapped up in jealousy and hatred for Fox. And then we go to Roe versus Wade. And we've got people like John Legend. Now I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow to deal with this John Legend and his ignorance, political ignorance. I don't know John Legend. He's probably a very nice man. Um, and he's probably, I don't know, I, I, I'm not trying to make it personal with him. I'm just talking about the statements that he has made. He talks about us losing our democracy. Maybe someone should point him to, 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 to a civics book so he can get a basic understanding of what America is, which is a representative republic, not a democracy. In other news, Carrie Jean-Pierre makes history at the White House. That's from the Hill. No, she didn't. She's the lesbian. She's black. They say, oh, this is historic. It's not historic. A black liberal has replaced a white liberal who replaced another white liberal who replaced another white liberal. There's nothing historic about it. We still end up with liberals. And historic is not your skin color. That's an accident of birth. It's not historic that you're born black or born white. For goodness sakes. Joe Biden approved a plan to redeploy several hundred ground forces in Somalia. Our military's in Somalia. No one cares. Angry parents are asking. Another headline. This from AmericanWireNews.com. Why won't Joe Biden allow baby formula imports to ease the crisis? Because he doesn't give a damn. 
This is from the Daily Mail. Holding this one to tomorrow, too. Hannah Tubb, sentenced for stabbing a man less than six months before the latest arrest. Transgender child molester Hannah Tubbs was twice convicted of aggravated battery in Idaho, handed a four-year sentence before for, for attacking a man with a knife less than six months before she was arrested for sexually assaulting a girl in Los Angeles. And you know what Los Angeles did? They gave her, him, a slap on the wrist and said, get out of here. A new NBC poll, this is in BizPack Review today, shows 75% say our country is on the wrong track. I wonder why. We're going to rapid phones in a minute. Everybody on the phones, get ready. Rapid phones, which means you got to get right to your point. 30 seconds. We're running the timer. David Horowitz, this is the last story before we get to the rapid phones. Well, maybe, because I got so much here. David Horowitz writes this, states must preemptively nullify any WHO international pandemic regulations. We talked about that on Saturday. And thank you, Susan, from Brooklyn for bringing this up last week. I poo-pooed it. I thought it was kookery. And then we found out, we found out from Michelle Bachman, former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, what this is all about. It is not kookery. This is real. And now it's starting to become widely known that Joe Biden has signed over to the WHO assembly some amendments that could be detrimental to the United States of America. It is becoming, it is a real story, and it is starting to become known. This from BizPak Review, critical race theory, mandated in nearly 80% of the top medical schools in America. How about that? Let us head to the telephones. We're going to start. Rapid phones with Tony in Bergen County, New Jersey. Tony, thanks for holding. What's on your mind this afternoon? Thanks, James, for taking my call. Really, really quick. Yes, I believe that all Americans are being replaced. These people really don't know the history. Uh, The people that are coming in this country don't know the history uh, that made this country the greatest country in the world. Plus, uh, as far as... uh, Water and and natural resources, 80 to 90 gallons per day. You do the math for all the people that are coming here illegally. And Anna Navarro, it takes one to know one. Thank you, James. Thank you for your call. Tony, love you, appreciate you. Mike in Manhattan. Mike, what's on your mind this afternoon? Hey, Bo. Hello, Mike. I talked to you two months months ago about needing a conservative newspaper. You agreed, but you said you had something secret that you couldn't talk about. And we do. And it's called AmericanWireNews.com, AmericanWireNews.com, BizPack Review. There were others. Daily Caller. We are, the conservative press is picking up. And I will speak about those in more detail when we have more time than rapid phones. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the reminder. Let's go to Ethram in Manhattan. WABC, rapid phones. What's on your mind, Ethram? How are you? How you doing? It doesn't make a difference anymore. Right, left, up, down, east, west. It's all racism. It's all based on racism. He who lives by the sword shall die by the sword. Let's go. We're heading to race wars, man. That's it. That's it. They we are not headed to a race war if I have anything to do with it. And the good people of America. Racism is a disease. It's a disease of the ignorant and uninformed. We are all God's children. And you believe me when I tell you that our Heavenly Father does not look upon each one of us by race. It is so superficial and so stupid 
to live in that prism. Eddie, Staten Island, WABC Talk Radio 77's Rapid Phones. Got to get right to your point. What is it? Okay, well, everything that's going on is part of a hidden agenda, which includes permissive stealing, no prosecution, free cell phones, dispersal of illegals throughout the, the country, and it's insidious, and the American people have to wake up because we are the ones in trouble. And it's because Thank of you. the election. Thank you. Phil, you have 15 seconds. Sorry to cut you short. What's up, Phil? Phil in Brooklyn. Brown, make brown. But the thing is, that's, that's a lie. It's, it's difficult because they have destroyed the black race. 42 million black fetuses destroyed. Thank you, Phil. We are out of time. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you here. We're back tomorrow for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. God bless, protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.